January the 8th, 2024, 2 Samuel, chapter 3, Human Nature. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. You, indeed, are an awesome God. Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. My name is RJ, and I welcome you to another episode of God is Faithful and Just, with all things being relational. And Father God, we thank you this morning. Thank you, Father, for just being God. Glory, glory, hallelujah. I am in awe, Father God, to, to sit at your feet, to bask in your presence, to be your son, to be considered, to given this opportunity to hear from you. Oh, Father God, what an honor. What an honor to be called your child. Thank you that you've awakened me this morning, that you've awakened us, those who are in the sound of my voice, Lord God, and given us the opportunity to prepare to hear this day and receive our daily bread. A word from you, Lord God, is life, is love. It is the truth that we ourselves cannot come up with. It only comes from you. Thank you, Father God. We look forward to hearing that truth and carrying it out in our daily activities and that you might be honored, you might be pleased, you might be glorified. We bless you, we praise you in the mighty and majestic name of your Son, Jesus. Glory, glory, hallelujah. And family, I thank you on today. Thank you for giving me yet another opportunity to be in the quiet, precious, intimate moment with you and the Lord our God. Indeed, it's an honor, it's a privilege, and I do not take it lightly. Thank you guys for continuing to share on the WhatsApp platform and continue to, to spread what's on your mind and in your heart. And God is truly good. We are here and we are one with another. Let us continue to be blessed by what we do one for another and what the Lord our God is doing for us and what we, in turn, do for others who are in our sphere of influence. We're continuing in 2 Samuel in chapter 3 on today, and the Lord has allowed us to entitle this particular episode, Human Nature, whereas yesterday we were talking about civil war in terms of um, how the northern part of Israel on the east side of the Jordan is, 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 is with us, Saul's son, and they're more or less against Judah, which is David, is a king, has been anointed king, in fact, over that particular part of Israel. So they're more or less fighting against each other. And we know there are different things that come about and different understandings. But we will allow the Lord our God, the Holy Spirit, to lead us and guide us and direct us so that we can understand what human nature is, first and foremost, and what our nature ought to be under the guiding and govern of the Spirit of God. Let us go into this word on today, 2 Samuel chapter 3, Human Nature. There was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David, and David grew stronger and stronger while the house of Saul became weaker and weaker. And sons were born to David at Hebron. His firstborn was Amnon of Ahanoam of Jezreel, and his second, Chiliab 
of Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel, and the third, Absalom, the son of Makkah, the daughter of Talmai, king of Jeshur, and the fourth, Adonijah, the son of Haggith, and the fifth, Shepatiah, the son of Abital, and the sixth, Ethraim of Eglah, David's wife. These were born to David in Hebron. While there was war between the house of Saul and the house of David, Abner was making himself strong in the house of Saul. Now Saul had a concubine whose name was Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah. And Ishbosheth said to Abner, Why have you gone into my father's concubine? Then Abner was very angry over the words of Ishbosheth and said, Am I a dog's head of Judah? To this day I keep showing steadfast love to the house of Saul, your father, to his brothers, and to his friends, and have not given you into the hand of David. And yet you charge me today with a fault concerning a woman? God do so to Abner, and more also, if I do not accomplish for David what the Lord has sworn to him, to transfer the kingdom from the house of Saul, and set up the throne of David over Israel and over Judah, from Dan to Bathsheba. And Ishbosheth could not answer Abner another word, because he feared him. And Abner sent messengers to David on his behalf, saying, To whom does the land belong? Make your covenant with me, and behold, my hand shall be with you to bring all Israel to you. And he said, Good, I will make a covenant with you, but one thing I require of you, that is, you shall not see my face unless you first bring Michelle, Saul's daughter, when you come to see my face. Then David sent messengers to Ishbosheth, Saul's son, saying, Give me my wife Michelle, for whom I pay the bridal price of a hundred foreskins of Philistines. And Ishbosheth sent and took her from her husband, Paltiel, the son of Laash. But her husband went with her, weeping after her all the way to Burham. Then Abner said to him, Go, return. And he returned. And Abner conferred with the elders of Israel, saying, For some time past you have been seeking David as king over you. Now then, bring it about. For the Lord has promised David, saying, By the hand of my servant David I will save my people Israel from the hand of the Philistines and from the hand of all their enemies. Abner also spoke to Benjamin, and then Abner went to tell David at Hebron all that Israel and the whole house of Benjamin thought to do good to him. When Abner came with twenty men to David at Hebron, David made a feast for Abner and the men who were with him. And Abner said to David, I will arise and go, and will gather all Israel to my lord the king, that they may make a covenant with you, and that you may reign over all that your heart desires. So David sent Abner away, and he went in peace. Just then the servants of David arrived with Joab from a raid, bringing much spoil with them. But Abner was not with David at Hebron, for he had sent him away, and he had gone in peace. When Joab and all the army that was with him came, it was told Joab, Abner the son of Ner came to the king, and he, was, and he has let him go, and he has gone in peace. Then Joab went to the king and said, What have you done? Behold, Abner came to you, 
why is it that you have sent him away, so that he is gone? You know that Abner the son of Ner came to deceive you, and to know you're going out and you're coming in, and to know all that you are doing? When Joab came from, the, from David's presence, he sent messengers after Abner, and they brought him back from the cistern of Sirah. But David did not know about it. And when Abner returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside into the midst of the gate to speak with him privately. And there he struck him in the stomach so that he died for the blood of Ashiel, his brother. Afterward, when David heard of it, he said, I and my kingdom are forever guiltless before the Lord for the blood of Abner, the son of Ner. May it fall upon the head of Joab and upon all his father's house. And may the house of Joab never be without one who has a discharge, or who is leprous, or who holds a spindle, or who falls by the sword, or who lacks bread. So Joab and Abishai, his brother, killed Abner because he had put their brother Ashahil to death in the battle of Gibeon. Then David said to Joab and to all the people who were with him, Tear your clothes and put on sackcloth and mourn before Abner. And King David followed the casket. They buried Abner at Hebron. And the king lifted up his voice and wept at the grave of Abner. And all the people wept. And the king lamented for Abner, saying, Should Abner die as a fool dies? Your hands were not bound. Your feet were not fettered. As one falls before the wicked, you have fallen. And all the people wept over him again. Then all the people came to persuade David to eat bread while it was yet day. But David swore, saying, God do so to me and more also if I taste bread or anything else till the sun goes down. And all the people took notice of it, and it pleased them, as everything that the king did pleased all the people. So all the people did, and all the people of Israel understood that day it had not been the king's will to put to death Abner's son of Ner. And the king said to his servants, Do you not know that a prince and a great man has fallen this day in Israel? And I was gentle today, though anointed king. These men, the son of Zuriah, and more, are more severe than I. The Lord repay the evildoer according to his wickedness. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Thank you for your word today, Father God. Human nature. Human nature, we should know, was created by God, is corrupted by sin, and can only be renewed and recreated through the grace of God. Human beings have the freedom to choose between good and evil. What are the components of human nature? The components of human nature are the soul, the spirit, and the flesh. The murder of Abner was a serious embarrassment to David. The murderer, Joab, was, a, was one of his senior officers, and the suspicion would have been widespread that David had given the instructions to kill Abner. In Ishbosheth's kingdom, it must have seemed that David meant to kill all relatives of Saul in order to secure his position. David's only defense was to show publicly in every way possible that he was innocent of the murder. So he honored Abner and mourned him publicly. Verse 37 records that 
he was able to persuade the populace, but both in Judah and northern Israel, of his innocence. Keep in mind, however, family, that David did nothing to punish Joab for killing Abner, likely because of who Joab was to David. However, later, this will be thrown back at David and used against him. As we understand human nature, and as we read this particular uh, episode, this particular chapter, we recognize that without the grace of God bringing to our understanding the need and the desire to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, our human nature leads us to destruction. Father God, thank you. Thank you in and of yourself for just being God. Thank you for your love, your grace, your wisdom. This is how we breed success. In our own humanity, we are, we are selfish and, and primarily think of what is best for us. But under your redemptive grace, empowered by the Holy Spirit, we choose to please you and love others as we love ourselves. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for, for your counsel. Thank you, Father God, for, for your grace. And thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. And it's in your mighty and majestic name that we pray. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Be encouraged on today, family. Be blessed, be empowered to know that God is with you, never to leave you, nor forsake you. For God is our source of faith and our absolute rule of conduct. And when we recognize him as such, we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, and to govern us. So be encouraged on today, family. And those of you, my friends, who do not clearly understand these words that are spoken on today, it's because of sin. Sin has blinded us all at some point in our lives and has kept us from knowing and receiving what the Lord our God is truly saying. But God said, oh glory, hallelujah, thank you God. But God said that if you confess your sins to him, he is faithful, he is just, to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you call upon the name of Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead to pay the penalty, the price for your sin, you shall be saved. Your eyes shall be opened. Your ears shall hear. You shall taste and see that the Lord our God, He is good and He is worthy to be praised. And we want to walk with you, family. This journey was not made to be walked alone. It was made to be shared with and in community. We love you. Indeed, we do. We want to walk with you. Grace and peace be upon you. And we look forward to being with you here again on tomorrow. And in the meantime, family, be a blessing to those around you. Glory, hallelujah.